podcast listeners i am thrilled to bring you today's episode with the ceo and founder of yulu bikes mr amit gupta amit is a serial entrepreneur in the indian startup uh, circuit he's built a billion dollar startup before yulu called inmobi and uh, these days he's tackling uh, the problem of micro mobility in the country and his pioneering startup yulu bikes is spearheading that revolution in the country uh, this episode we talk about micro mobility entrepreneurship uh, and uh, india's golden opportunity to capitalize in the 2020s the decade of 2020s and why that could be a golden opportunity for india to reclaim its uh, dominance in the world and how we can actually do that through entrepreneurship by focusing on the solutions and not complaining about the problems so listen to this amazing amazing episode and i'm sure there's so much to take away for anyone and everyone i hope you enjoy it and share it ahead with your friends You're listening to the Driven Differently audio experience, a podcast hosted by Chirag Joshi, an Indian entrepreneur who hosts guests both from his industry of electric vehicles and sustainable mobility and people completely unrelated like artists and creators with the intention of getting as many people involved in the mission to upgrade humanity to sustainable ways of transportation, aka being driven differently. Amit, uh, you know, before we dive into any of uh, the conversations, I would like you to give my community a sixty-second intro of yourself. Sixty uh, seconds is a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have such a long intro, but uh, I'm privileged to be part of uh, Inmobi, uh, built first uh, profitable unicorn out of India. Saw how startups are being done. How do you create impact value? and yulu started more from my passion of solving a social problem and i found india has a lot of problem as you know uh, but i thought that uh, this traffic congestion which is leading 3 4 hours each one of us spending on the road is not cool is going going away from our personal time our hobby our family friends mm. uh, that is totally waste uh, and that's why this problem is worth considering solving and also the air quality the air which all of us are breathing is very very bad uh and if we don't do something about it uh, we all basically gonna die uh earlier than 10 years ago of our natural death yeah so uh that's why i'm in here uh very excited about this opportunity if we can change uh, our mobility to sustainable mobility uh, i think we will do a lot of goodness to the to the world awesome so uh you know you started in 2016 uh 17 2017 okay and it's been just about 2 years yes. right and uh i mean i would again you know ask you to give a 60 second intro of yulu to the community and you know what it stands for and what its impact has been created till because it's really humongous you know in in this two years span so you know we can go with that so to start with name yulu came uh, from a thought of finding a simple solution from for a complex problem so yulu actually means uh, simple okay. in other chinese languages okay although intent was to find a cool name mm-hmm. uh, first and then figure out a meaning but i think they just came together i think i know a funny story like... about this i think i came <laughs> to one of your meets and it was you decided the name first and then you figured out its meaning that it means something like this Correct. right but it came together yeah so it was a short listed uh, uh, names and then we trying to figure out which one to pick and yeah. we like that awesome it was matching with our thesis mm-hmm. and if you have seen the way we have conducted ourselves uh, corporate philosophy 
our solution set. Everything is simple. Hmm. And we think that if you're talking about a large-scale deployment, hmm. making a massive impact, uh, it has to be simple. Like our inspiration came from Google.com page. Hmm. Look at the simplicity. And what goes in the back end is very complicated. A uh, lot of data, AI, or I don't know what all things go. Yeah. Uh, we are doing the same thing. So we want Yulu experience to be super simple for the consumers and then let us handle the complexity in the back end. Mm -hmm. Now what we're trying to do, we are trying to replace big cars, big personal vehicles mm. uh, with a small vehicles. Yeah. Why? Because we have limited space on the road. Mm. At the same time, because we're worried about air quality, mm. we're trying to make them eco-friendly. Okay. So when we started Yulu, our idea was that how can we give you mobility as a service? Mm. Because if I say that all of you, all of us basically buy electric vehicles, this form factor, mm. probably not many people will be willing to do that. Mm. But if I say that, hey, you want to go from A to B, what if I give you this product mm. rather than you taking your own car or a taxi or something else, mm. uh, I think chances are that you will be happy doing it. Okay. And our thesis was right. Mm. Uh, from day one, when we put them up, people who were very frustrated about moving out, uh, spending like hours and hours on the road. They clearly saw value proposition, mm. picking Yulu, getting mm. to the destination in 15 minutes, mm. which would have taken one hour. Yeah. Uh, it was a super hit. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, the whole, uh, uh, did you pick, when you were designing, you know, the whole Yulu, did you consciously think of making this uh, as a micro-mobility solution or did it just happen in your thesis that you figured out, okay, this is where the major problem lies and we should focus on it. So, first of all, like, what is micro-mobility? Because I think before you guys came in, the concept of micro-mobility wasn't really thrown around as much as it is right now. True. Like to you and Mobis and a lot of other companies who, you know, come into the space. So, what is micro-mobility and why is it that you've chosen that and what is the you know extent to which its impact is on roads? Sure. So first of all, micro mobility uh, from a thesis perspective is not a new thing. Okay. Uh, thesis. Yeah. But you do coin sometimes new words mm. so that you can define your industry. Mm. So when we started Yulu, idea was not to do micro mobility. Mm. Idea was to solve for traffic congestion and air quality. Mm. And then you looked at the data, okay, what problem you can solve. So you look at uh, the city mobility pattern. So if you take out the distances traveled by metro and buses, mm. and in our case, maybe the ride to airport, the average distance of most of the trips are below 5 kilometers. Okay. And just for number's sake, it mm. is almost two-thirds. Oh, two-thirds of most of the transportation that happens is less than 5 kilometers. Right. Okay. And this is basically we are talking about work-related commute mm. where people typically travel alone mm. uh, and the idea was that hey, if 90% of the time most of the vehicles have one person mm. and they are going for below 5 km, mm. why do they need to be in this huge humongous yeah. uh, vehicle yeah. or whatever and can you make this more efficient for themselves as well as for the entire environment. Mm -hmm. And that's where the word micro, which is small mobility, mm. as you know, uh, the overall thing, mm. came into picture. Okay. And the name came because the industry wanted to give themselves a name. Mm. So we were not a micro mobility company. Mm. We happened to be micro mobility company because of the problem state. Yeah. So I mean, like you're trying to, you know, solve for a particular problem 
what you ended up doing happened to be the space that created the most impact. Correct. Got it. Got it. Okay, now I'm going to jump to a completely different sphere, which is uh, talk to me about you know I don't I don't know I was trying to find as much info I could on the internet about you, but there's not much. So talk to me about you know uh, your roots and where you know how did you start off in life and uh, up till say I think you did your uh, graduation from IIT Kanpur. Yeah. Yeah. So talk to me about that. What were those times like, and you know, how did that happen? Sure. So I grew up in Kanpur, mm. and uh, my family is into business, so mm. as most of the yeah. the country. And uh, my father moved from a small village. They settled. So my early part of the life was all about seeing my my parents and my cousins mm. doing something which was part of the family business, and somehow uh, I think more than me, my mother thought. that i should pursue a little bit more in terms of education okay and that led me to study prepare for entrance examination mm-hmm. luckily got into iit mm. and uh, from there uh, i somehow convinced my father that uh, give me couple of years mm. i want to go explore the world and then come back to your family business okay don't worry i'll come back <laughs> and that uh, never happened okay. because uh, i kept enjoying the world of technology mm. and uh, my traditional business mm. uh, did not require te- technology led transformation yeah. and i also thought that ultimately it's about the impact you're making mm-hmm. so whether in your own setup or you try to create a setup yeah. one thing uh, was very clear in my mind that i will be an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and i put up a data for myself mm. that by this age so when i'm 30 hmm. and this is truth okay i should be an entrepreneur okay so i left my job uh, out of nowhere and everyone was like why are you doing it hmm. and this is the time when entrepreneurship was not a cool yeah exactly i mean when you would have started off it would have been <laughs> what exactly dhanda karne nikal raha all of that so, crazy thing you know not only money hmm. but uh, people will not join you mm-hmm. because they are worried about that they will not get married yeah and uh, that that's a big pay cut. that's a big concern They're working in a lousy office <laughs> what 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 all of this yeah so entrepreneurship back then was uh, very difficult mm. and uh, at the same time you do figure it out and there has to be reason yeah. and for me the reason was that okay uh, you know i should be creating some mm-hmm. new thing right okay and uh, that led to you know in mobi mm-hmm. and uh, we had great time mm-hmm. uh, during in mobi days uh, this was 2008 the, right? this was 2007 2007 and okay. uh, uh, from the figuring out a server mm-hmm. you know where our website will be hosted mm-hmm. to hiring people selling it to the customers yeah. everything was fun mm-hmm. and uh, it was its own journey yeah and also then saw some interesting things like pivoting of businesses mm-hmm. where first model did not fly second mm-hmm. model third model yeah. and then blowing a, you know spending all of the money from the vcs yeah. running out of money in the bank mm-hmm. and uh, again figuring things out mm-hmm. and then never look back yeah so in mobi journey was very rewarding in a, in a sense mm-hmm. yulu happened uh, because the way i had goal for myself that mm-hmm. i will be an entrepreneur by 30 mm-hmm. i had a goal for myself that i will be retiring by 40 Okay. So when I was turning forty, mm. uh, a train is like going in a super speed, right? Yeah. 
and you're like okay after two years mm-hmm. I thought I will be retiring yeah where is that yeah. milestone how, how how am I doing on that mm-hmm. and clearly uh, the mind and the heart uh, both were not wired for that mm-hmm. after some introspection that okay what is left mm-hmm. uh, so thought that joy of giving back mm-hmm. to the society probably is what i want to do mm. for next 10 years yeah. that's exactly when thought of yulu came into mind mm-hmm. and i basically picked yulu okay as my next 10 years mission yeah. i mean uh, if you're looking to retire even in the next 10 years i'm sure you'll find something else <laughs> So right the new retirement age is 50. Yeah exactly. Let's see how to By the time you reach there there's going to be something else. I, I, <laughs> I mean when you I mean like I've heard this with a lot of people who are entrepreneurs right you really can't retire if you're an entrepreneur you know like it's 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 almost impossible I, right? I don't know. I, I cannot tell you. I mean um, we wouldn't my, want my you to retire. You we wouldn't please, want. Yeah please, of course. Yeah, please. I right now I've told them that okay 50 years you mm. know. Okay but the, I mean like I think uh, the next 10 years I think uh, whatever you end up creating will be massive because the you know India India growth story that's happening in the next decade yeah. so that's going to be huge you know I mean I wanted to know because I mean currently of course the economy is going through a slump and all of that yeah. I get all that okay but for some reason I'm very bullish about India in the next decade okay yeah. uh, because of the things the, from 2014 to the last decade which was of the year of the startups you know yeah. a new wave of uh, business being done in our country our country was always a country of businessmen it's just that we started uh, you know uh, incorporating tech into that equation and that became a new wave yeah. so that set up the economy for what's right now and i think it's become a great base for now if you look around you know i think 10 years back when my brother was in college there was no concept of doing a business right after college it, it didn't exist now there is no concept of doing a job okay like if you're doing a job uh, yeah why not do a startup must, must be, uh, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah you should do something else right i mean that's the kind of positive sentiment that's grown into yeah. uh, people of all kinds of ages right so uh, what what do you think of the coming decade you know where in which is also the last decade you should be working so what do you think uh, you know it will uh, the india growth story be so so i actually uh, luckily i i share the same sentiment i am mm. very bullish on uh, this coming decade and the reason uh, actually not just me being happy for the heck of it mm. but there are rational reasons exactly so to start with uh, look at india you know now we have learned how to use technology in impact you know in changing the vertical yeah so things which were never existing uh, people started doing in a much better manner mm. second thing is there's an ecosystem around that for example vcs mm. uh, they are critical part of the ecosystem yeah. they are betting big time on indian entrepreneurs mm. and indian market both mm. uh, one big gap which we used to have uh, before so technology is not a new thing for our country mm. it has been around mm. but technology for us was to do something for the western world mm-hmm. so i will have a job in infosys mm. or wipro tcs but i will be creating products or mm. i will be creating some interesting things using technology mm. for someone else for someone and i think that was a good start mm. uh, because india was uh, never a market a big yeah. market we never had a backbone of a uh, technology uh, distribution mm-hmm. which is nothing but internet yeah. in our world 
so if you look at the world today thanks to geo mm. thanks to smartphone cheaper smartphone mm. we have our own domestic market advantage yeah. so earlier a model of a swiggy zomato uber and flipkart would not have existed mm. but because of mobile internet being in the hand of mm. hundreds of millions of people mm. uh, this is a possibility yeah. and from a business model perspective i think people will still ding you mm. that okay where the consumers mm. uh, and my reaction to them so sitting today i agree that uh, our entire country is not ready yeah you know we the mainstream economy is only like 300 400 million people even there the people who have some money this you know mm. disposable income mm. that number is maybe 10% yeah. but if you look at the 10% in absolute number mm. this 130 million people or 100 million people yeah. is a sizable number we are bigger than so many european countries put together mm. so rather than we blaming ourselves or dinging ourselves that oh my god look at only 10% of the market yeah. is ready ditch it you know 100 million itself is a huge army of consumers yeah. and if you create a value uh, you basically are going mm. to create a good value uh, yeah. impact out of it now imagine this whole 100 million thing happen over last 10 years mm. and if we fast forward that over next 10 years mm. then this 100 will be very easily 5 to 600 exactly i mean with the advent of technology this is one thing you know i keep saying on my channel as well that the rate at which more and more people are joining the mainstream economy yeah. is higher than ever True. so there is no reason to sit behind and you know say ki, oh you know we're not a big country you can't do any i mean it, it i don't understand that concept yeah. at all you know and that's very true you know i don't know in the last 10 years 100 million the next 10 years i'm not sure what that number is so i wish uh, it should be all all of us yeah should be consumer mm. you know everyone has money in the pocket True. but even on the conservative side this number should be 600 plus uh, and this is a massive number massive. and imagine bolder uh, or or entrepreneurs without fear yeah and as you rightly said out of college yeah millions of people or hundreds of thousands of people they mm. saying okay oh, i want to be an entrepreneur yeah uh, imagine what will happen to this country yeah i mean it will just you know <laughs> boom to the next level because i mean thanks to guys like you who've created that first layer of yeah you can call it safety you know ki okay you know these guys have done it now let's build on that now let's build on that yeah. so that's a very rock solid start that's happened to the ecosystem and i'm i'm telling you by the sentiment this sort of mentality runs deep into our tier 2 tier 3 cities and like I've seen it you know uh, i remember having tremendous amount of difficulty hiring and uh, i also joke uh, and this is by the way reality when i did my first startup uh, my father was not happy mm. and he almost felt that uh, i'm in some problem yeah <laughs> and that's that's the classic indian dads yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, but now if you say okay you know you're yeah you're doing a startup you being celebrated in the society yeah. look at this guy mm. you know it's like whatever <laughs> exactly i mean it's, it's it's a big change to happen in 10 years yeah. right and i i don't personally i don't find any reason why anyone should go out and settle in some other country or look for a life to lead somewhere else in yeah. some other country because there's so much that is happening in our country and that yeah. needs to be done in our country True. right and uh, i mean but but for some reason people still are on in that momentum of you know let's study let's do our higher education from outside and then let's just settle that i for some I reason i'm not coming down 
it is it is the brain drain situation is of course go Come for a masters mm. i think from a percentage perspective the number is, is gone down yeah but there are still you know very uh, okay so these are people okay i i you know of course i, I belong to a certain strata of people who are you know very well off in life and all of that you know and uh, for some reason i see them getting into the american culture of complaining for yeah. things that really don't matter that much like, you know i mean f- like there's a classic example of people exactly exactly <laughs> yeah you know there's less cream in my coffee that's the classic example that and i see that happening <laughs> at some level and i'm just like you know at one stage the fact that we've reached is amazing but you know the direction in which this heading is not great you know so it's it's for uh, us to recognize you know i would like to make this appeal for all of the people who are in all of us okay yeah. all of us living in cities yeah. there is so much that we have in you know in turn of that we don't yeah. you know we keep complaining okay yeah india's as i said the roads aren't proper the infrastructure blah 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 all of these are myths being carried out yeah. for quite some time and all of that has or most of that has changed in the last decade yeah. okay so there is no reason why we should be acting like it's the 1990s it's not just 2020 so please behave accordingly <laughs> right so that's i it really pisses me off what yeah, should i say yeah. you know that's yeah. that's how it is so uh how was uh starting a mobility company yeah. different from starting a software based company which is in mobi yeah. what what are the key differences so when you're doing a technology first company where largely you are selling a software technology whatever right or you using that then the set of challenges or the variables you have to deal with uh, are far less okay then you are doing let's say something like a mobility hmm. so just to give you a sense when we do ulu uh, not only you have to worry about your technology stack so you do have to hire lot of good engineers worrying about your aws cloud worrying mm-hmm. about so much of coding etc yeah but then you also have to do with have to deal with bureaucrats mm-hmm. politicians mm-hmm. uh law and peacemakers like True. police department mm-hmm. uh the municipal corporation etc yeah. and uh, those are the nice set of people yeah. then you have to deal with sometime goons yeah uh, who will try to extort money or sometime damage your vehicle exactly i mean that's that's a huge concern that you know someone who's very fond of the industry yeah. and i have zero clue how you handle that you know yeah. and there is a question coming later but you know yeah go on and then you also have to deal with sometime uh some customer who feels that he his or her voice was not heard mm-hmm. or he or she did not have the right experience mm-hmm. uh and in today's social media world mm-hmm. where you have done millions good thing but yeah. one, one not so good thing comes up and bites you yeah so how do you keep a balance mm-hmm. you know keep your emotions in check mm-hmm. uh, both happiness and the the emotions of these frustrations yeah. uh, those are the difficult ones and uh, not that see engineering or technology only company are not good they're actually good they create a mm. lot of impact yeah uh, at the same time most of them actually create goodness for someone else mm. so if you look at those b2p company as we say mm. they are creating efficiency for someone else mm. and that someone else is actually creating impact for a real customer the end yeah, user yeah and when you do impact for the end user mm. then the joy satisfaction is different level yeah uh, i think uh, there's nothing uh, right or wrong mm. it's the temperament of the team mm-hmm. where they feel related with that problem so mm-hmm. i think the biggest advice i give to entrepreneurs or my 
friends which you know tells me what they do all the time mm-hmm. as long as you're passionate about that problem irrespective whether this is a b2c b2b all those are th- mm-hmm. minor things but if you think you can give your next five to ten years mm-hmm. uh, on that problem mm-hmm. doing an amazing job on mm-hmm. that i think you should pick it up mm-hmm. don't get carried away by technology only technology first or technology mm-hmm. powered mm-hmm. those are the second level things yeah. which will come Mm, exactly i mean that's that's a common perception that if it has to be something new or if it has to be a startup it has to be very tech related or it has to be you know uh, involving a lot of data and all of that that, that is a perception it still it's goes on it helps in funding it does that there's it does. a sunrise sector yeah yeah uh, so if you remember every company was blockchain every mm. company was ai yeah <laughs> so that does i mean like i mean vc is one of it's hyper growth it's yeah. hyper growth but but i mean as you said you know when i think we're at a stage where you know there's a lot of companies who've created that base for others to create that value so i, I always sort of be like i'm not a tech guy okay so i'm a, i'm a business guy so for me when i look at but of course i'm not like a completely affine technology of course i mean our, my generation are people who are called digital natives Absolutely. right we're we're born, we're born with we're very accustomed to it yeah. so uh, you know when i look at things to solve you know i think there is enough resource out there that people like you and a lot of your peers have created for us to use and solve even grassroots level problems sure. right sure. so i always believe that you know we should pick and choose things of not just creating a particular technology but harnessing that technology to solve a particular problem sure. so i always you know sort of look at it that way rather yeah. than you know focusing on building the next technology as a whole yeah. uh, there's a lot that's required or we're at a stage where we can use that technology to solve problems True. so the those are the things that i do believe uh, can be done right yeah. uh, so you know uh, seeing the whole uh, yulu growth story very personally because i live in kormangla uh, so you know you guys i think you I guys started from there no, mg road started from this area oh you started from this area yeah. okay okay uh, so i yeah 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 but but you know in kormangla it's a what can i say it's the startup capital of bangalore okay so i just live there and uh, seeing it so personally i also feel very connected to the industry and companies are doing it and when i see stuff like the whole vandalism part that you bought in it is just heartbreaking to see and sometimes i just don't you know i, I can't figure out how does how do you have control over that because these are as you rightly said it's just so outside of our uh, control you know uh, when you're dealing with such things so yeah. does that lower your morale does that infuriate you like how do you just go about handling the problem so uh, as i said that uh, you have 1 million good things and one yeah. bad thing mm. that bad thing will hit, yeah will hit you yeah. for sure yeah. but i'll tell you some facts so that you can still like mm. you can keep yourself in cool mm. so at least for yulu the problem of theft and vandalism mm. is not uh, very grave okay and this is because of the way we have set up our uh, zones our zones mm. so who has given us a zone a building a commercial building guy mm. who has a security guard yeah. or residential guy mm. who has a security guard mm. or a metro station or bus station so most of the places where we have got our parking areas mm. they are basically indirectly managed by someone else okay so and for you to do something wrong you uh, either need to be super stupid or super arrogant mm-hmm. 
for super stupid uh, they understand that if they do it uh, fine we can leave them mm. with one warning mm. but if someone is doing with a bad intention yeah then we have created a way mm-hmm. to find them mm-hmm. and punish them awesome so we have our own bike marshal team okay and uh, we have our own informal networks mm-hmm. where people typically give a tip off okay that i know this guy uh-huh. he was messing around mm-hmm. or he tried stealing it mm. and then we make sure that we have a good word with them okay so these are the people ex policemen ex army oh, okay. uh, who are on our rolls mm. so they're awesome. good they're good with handling those people mm-hmm. and in very tough cases mm. which sometimes we do we get help from the police mm. who will probably will give them some nice hospitality mm-hmm. as we say for yeah. some week or so mm-hmm. and then the word spreads out okay so what we have done we have made sure that is a consequence management okay so just like a you know naughty kid mm-hmm. uh if he knows or she knows that uh, there will be trouble consequence yeah then the chances are of that often being done yeah. again is very low mm-hmm. so first part the way yellow zones are set up mm. second our way there is a lot of vigilance yeah. indirect yeah the third part is consequence management yeah. and fourth part which is a softer part but we have lot of sensors mm. hardware mm-hmm. in the vehicle which tells us something wrong is happening yeah. so we are able to go intercept that mm-hmm. so it's a package and we have actually got some interesting innovations mm-hmm. process innovations mm-hmm. in the context of india mm-hmm. our theft vandalism rate are below 1% 1%. as we 0.5% uh, to be precise globally this number is 3 to 4% mm-hmm. so we always say that everyone in india is a chore whatever mm-hmm. uh, i don't take that okay i say no look mm-hmm. at our data yeah and uh, i think for us getting that piece right mm-hmm. was the first step Mm-hmm. because if you don't get that piece right yeah. everything else you do will be very shaky foundation yeah. and sooner or later business will collapse mm-hmm. so we made sure that we do a good job on that yeah. and we have done a great job in that awesome i mean a lot of people wanted to know this yeah. that you know even because even when they see one good thing about yulu that i would like to tell you is that you've created a sense of community around your brand you know it's very strong you know and and that shows in the people who are talking about you and all of that So I mean when I asked the question on my Instagram that you know would you like to ask anything and most of them asked around the equation of you know how are they keeping their bike safe or you know how are they dealing with vandalism and all of that and you know you see a ton of uh, messages and tweets online that India doesn't deserve such things it's too good for the country people don't know how to use it blah 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 all of that right so I think this clears that out you know about how you're taking steps to do that yeah. and uh, I mean I hope it makes sense guys. I appreciate right. your compliment yeah. and I have not given you the facts. Mm-hmm. So any business you do uh you will always have some NPAs some mm-hmm. loss. Mm-hmm. Uh our business is no different. Yeah. But as long as this number is mm-hmm. controlled and below a threshold yeah. then you are okay. Awesome. So that's what we have been able to achieve. Mm-hmm. So uh that's great that's great. Okay uh so what has been uh you know diving into the world of entrepreneurship what what, what has been the biggest uh you know learning for you as a human being you know like yeah. what, what what were the things that i'm pretty sure entrepreneurship teaches a lot that probably if someone who's not an entrepreneur doesn't you know yeah. or at least accelerates your learning i believe in that you know so what has been that and uh, what has been the biggest myth or what's the biggest myth going around about entrepreneurship <laughs> i'm sure that one can write an epic 
mm. you can write like not just one book but several yeah, books yeah. on that topic but uh, my biggest learning has been uh, it's actually around people mm. so as long as you are you've surrounded yourself with determined and passionate people mm. only two okay. these two traits mm. nothing else mm-hmm. uh, you'll figure out something okay. and uh, it is not easy so your ability to attract those people who who believe in your vision mm-hmm. and who will not give it mm-hmm. easily mm-hmm. give it up easily mm-hmm. so and if you are able to do that you are set and entrepreneurship is is never about a solo journey mm-hmm. it's about you making others better mm-hmm. and they basically make uh, impact for you yeah so so i think for me that's probably one of the biggest lesson okay. and that's why as a founder my my majority of my time goes in i think yeah that uh, make sure that mm-hmm. the people who matter they are mm-hmm. part of the team mm-hmm. and people who do not deserve to be part of your team mm-hmm. are not in yeah so you have to do a filter and you have to have a magnet both weight of job yeah in terms of the myths um, i think biggest myth if i can there are lot of myths by the no, no, one myth one myth that you had about entrepreneurship you know that when you were getting into school okay <laughs> but but it might be i mean you feel pretty cool about your job right i feel cool about uh, what i am doing yeah but it's a package yeah so uh, as long as you are so what did i say i said you have to be determined yeah you have to be passionate yeah uh, getting these two things is not easy mm mm-hmm. and uh, you will have lot of people who sometime want to become an entrepreneur mm. because it is cool mm. uh, but they probably do not have that level of passion mm. or that level of level of determination where mm. they can give their 200% yeah so remember what what i said that does not matter whether it is a saas company mm. or a deep tech company or mm. whatever company mm. if you are passionate about that mm. that's the most important thing mm. and i think uh, i don't see that capability coming together or okay. these two things coming together mm-hmm. in many of the folks okay so they just try doing it because it looks cool mm-hmm. and then they fail okay so that's big myth okay so so do you think um, is it is it okay for a person to aspire to be an entrepreneur apart from you know or, or regardless of him figuring out what pro- problem he wants to solve or is it important for a person to be very closely associated with the problem he's facing and you know entrepreneurship just happens to him like in your case were you more interested in becoming an entrepreneur or were there problems that you really wanted to solve and entrepreneurship was the way to do it uh good question very good question <laughs> in mobi happened because uh, i set up a date for myself yeah that uh, i want to be an entrepreneur yeah what will you do you figure out later okay like in mm-hmm. my case i figured mm-hmm. out later mm-hmm. uh i think that is probably true for uh, most of the folks so, so the sometime it may happen mm-hmm. that uh, there is a life uh, moment mm-hmm. which just gives you a shock either good or bad mm-hmm. which leads you to say that i want to solve that mm. this feeling of i want to solve that is the is a feeling that may happen because of a sh- some event yeah or because you want to have that shock 
I lost my best friend mm-hmm. uh, due to cancer due to this mm-hmm. and that became my life journey mm-hmm. or I had this interesting opportunity where I stuck somewhere mm-hmm. and I thought that a service like this would have been cool yeah. right and then you start to think in your head mm-hmm. and feel so strongly connected about that mm-hmm. you say okay whatever is my setup I let it go yeah. let me put myself 100% on that mm-hmm. so I think it is okay mm-hmm. but ghoom firke whatever you do mm-hmm. that strong association with that pain or problem or opportunity mm-hmm. is the most important thing okay and then you basically do some hygiene check mm-hmm. not emotionally but yeah. uh, like with your mind mm-hmm. that whether you are ready mm-hmm. so the last thing you want to do you want to do something too funny mm-hmm. jump off the cliff without a parachute yeah. don't do that yeah. <laughs> not a good idea uh so you need to make sure that you have some resources mm-hmm. some backing mm-hmm. uh something yeah. before making so, this some leverage basically and right. if you don't have it huh. then set up a date you work towards that really? you don't let that you know that uh, light or spark in your in your mind and in your heart mm-hmm. uh, go away yeah pursue that mm-hmm. but pursue when you have some oxygen mm-hmm. or some resources to go yeah. after that mm-hmm. yeah i think that's I, where you think from your mind not yeah, from your heart exactly so i mean even so the, so the learning from that is that even if you are attracted just to entrepreneurship yeah. it's important once you're you know once you're on that journey for you to find a problem that you can stay close to right yeah. just being an entrepreneur or calling yourself so an entrepreneur so i said that uh, doesn't work what to do what to do you should think from your heart mm. when to do you should think from your mind mm-hmm. um, and don't mix the two yeah. don't flip wrong yeah yeah that makes sense because uh, I mean that happens you know I mean I don't know how much you are in the social media landscape but I see you tweeting and you know on LinkedIn once in a yeah. while but uh, I because I'm closer to the folks of LinkedIn, my generation yeah. yeah so a lot of them just get by the way twice of your age who just to set that awesome that's nice that's awesome <laughs> good to know you have a good generation guy yes so when I see them or when I see most people who I come across with they're more interested in addressing themselves and identifying themselves as entrepreneurs rather than being an entrepreneur themselves you know so yeah. there's a clear distinction between calling yourself one and being one yeah. so that i find very how to say it's not the best strategy to go ahead with you know and the other thing is that entrepreneurship yields a lot of money right you know you can earn quick money mm-hmm. and it's it's a lot of money that you can earn and all of that which which is true you could earn but I don't know, I've read stats in data it's not the fastest way or the safest way to earn a lot of money people say that entrepreneurship is a lot of risk if you want to get to that there are there are easier ways to earn a lot of money guys so <laughs> so I'm not a big fan of the easiest way hmm. yeah <laughs> there are a lot of illegal thing you can do yeah, no, make a lot of money <laughs> not talking yeah. about that and you're right entrepreneurship is not the uh, safest hmm. or the fastest way to make money for hmm. sure yeah if you look at the stats hmm. uh, out of every 100 uh, 90 will fold mm-hmm. in first couple of years mm. 
10% will get to some mark yeah. and maybe 2-3% will make an impact where the outcome will be mm. uh, such that you will end up making money. Mm-hmm. So if you are going with an intent of making money, mm. then entrepreneurship statistically is a bad idea. Exactly. exactly. It's a bad idea. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So, I mean, all people who are trying to earn a quick buck out of entrepreneurship, not the place. Sorry. But... Huh. Here's a catch. Yeah. But yeah. if you are really passionate about a problem mm-hmm. and you give 200%, yeah. you're able to surround great people around yeah, yourself, yeah. the good chance you'll make an impact mm. and very good chance you'll make money. Yeah, it's the result, of course. You'll be rewarded for taking up that much risk, right? Yes. It's so I don't want to discourage uh, no, you know, no, folks yeah. uh, who want to pursue entrepreneurship yeah. and they think that they will be, uh, they'll remain poor forever. No. No, no, no absolutely. <laughs> Financial no, goodness will come. And a lot of it will come. It's it's given. I'll just say that, you know, it's given. If you're taking up that level of risk, you will be rewarded according to that. It's a risk and reward thing. Yes. As much of risk you take, yes. you get rewarded accordingly. Correct. Okay. Let's dive back into micromobility again. So before, you know, Yulu and people like you, before the, you know, uh, tech-driven solutions came in, how did micromobility in India happen? I'll give a good, you know, analogy of why I'm asking this. Because when I was sitting down with someone else, and this whole thing of shared mobility yeah. is again, they say, okay, it's tech driven. It's a new thing, apparently. Uh, but somebody told me when I was in, con- they told me that in India, if you go to the rural places and you see the autos that you take, it's 10 rupees <laughs> per person and you sit in them and you go and they put in like five, six people. And I'm like, yeah, that the is shared, shared mobility. mobility. Why are we making such a big problem? By the way, this is also micro mobility. Yeah, so I want. So, so <laughs> what? In what way did micro mobility exist uh, before? So that's what I said. You know, this micro mobility as a as a category. Yeah. Existed forever. Mm-hmm. As you rightly said, auto rickshaw. Yeah. Was a micro mobility product. Was mm-hmm. a shared mobility product, yeah. right? Yeah. What has changed? Nothing. You're just basically using technology mm. to make the experience and efficiency better. Okay. See, rather than you trying to go one kilometer in scorching sun or wherever, mm-hmm. trying to figure out what you would, yeah. you press a button mm. and that uh, technology is doing the matchmaking on the, uh, on the flick of a button. Mm-hmm. That is power. Mm. Otherwise, the poor guy who is trying to look for a safari mm. and you looking for a ride, you are not able to yeah. connect with each other. Mm-hmm. And that's where technology comes into picture, mm. right? So, I think uh, this... Uh, see, the core of your question is what's, what has happened now? Yeah. And I think what has happened is uh, the so-called supercomputer in our hands mm. and demand and supply, basically, your ability to match with each other mm-hmm. in real time mm. with the high penetration of mobile devices. Mm. They're connected with internet. Mm. So that's what basically the biggest role of technology. Mm -hmm. And that's a disruption ultimately. Otherwise, uh, we are taking the same auto rickshaw. He's taking you around, right? Not a big deal. But technology is making that matchmaking happen. Your ability to pay him, your ability to get a transparent pricing. So this whole experience uh, becoming much more transparent, efficient, and that's the technology uh, contribution mm. into this. So is it safe to say that, you know, transportation or the change we're going through in terms of transportation worldwide yeah. is from people work, uh, working uh, to fit themselves into the transportation system that exists to now where transportation is, you know, fitting themselves according to the needs of people. And that's also, you know, on an individual basis. Is it, is it safe to say? I think it's, it's actually both. 
I will not say that is one-sided. Okay. So I'll give you an example. Uh, uh, see metro system. Let's take metro system. So metro system uh, exists. And uh, if let's say Yulu has to make the metro commuter's life easier, mm. then we need some space. Mm. Let's say we can create uh, parking stands, mm. right? So what metro guys did at Delhi and Bombay and Bangalore, they say, okay, Yulu, you take this space. Mm. So they came one step forward. Okay. Now, we are now saying that, okay, mm. you got few things simpler for us. What can we do to make something from our side, which will make your okay. service much more valuable? Okay. So today, I'm just making it up, although yeah. this is not a reality yet. Mm. But imagine someone does not have to stand in the queue. Mm -hmm. They can use Yulu app to board a bus mm -hmm. or a board a train. Mm. So it's a big leap. Yeah. So you basically come in your Yulu, leave your vehicle and straight away get into the mm -hmm. metro rail mm -hmm. without having a... So it's an interoperable system. Everything. Okay. Right. So I think each entity is good in something. Mm -hmm. And as long as we come together, do those handshake, mm -hmm. create those interfacing points mm -hmm. where ultimately customer is winning. Mm -hmm. The win can be in the term in terms of efficiency mm. or pricing. Mm -hmm. So or both. And as long as this is getting better, mm. then the ecosystem basically goes up. Okay. So I'm I think while you'd love to hear one sided story, I think looks like both sides of equations are they're trying to yeah. Okay. They're trying to, you know, uh, work better together. Correct. And forget you Lu, like I know for sure uh, the type of type of technology innovation mm. uh, metro system bus mm. systems are putting they're putting gps mm. uh, they are seeking external help mm. uh, like in bangalore uh, these comp the actual organization they're running hackathons yeah so they are now inviting startups mm. and they're saying you know these are our problems you help us solve, solve that mm -hmm. and to me it's also one step forward one step they're yeah. giving and take both mm -hmm. that makes sense that makes sense so, uh, you know, will Yulu always remain a player that serves the micro-mobility needs or will it get into other forms of mobility beyond that? So, as I said that for uh, for us, the biggest problem was 5 kilometer, 6 kilometer distance. Mm. And that's where we thought our first step. Mm. So, as a company, what are we solving? Mobility. Traffic. Tra traffic air and quality. air quality, yes. And traffic and air quality in the urban commute, mm. right? So whatever comes in that narrative, mm. we are more than okay mm -hmm. to put ourselves in the solution set. Okay. And we don't uh, believe in reinventing the wheel. Mm -hmm. We don't believe in breaking things for the heck of it. Uh -huh. So if there's a metro system which is working efficiently, probably the most efficient way mm -hmm. for you to move around people. Mm -hmm. So you figure out a way where you coexist. Mm -hmm. As I said, you increase efficiency, comfort or affordability yeah so we will follow the same thesis mm -hmm. from a form factor perspective we actually have been evolving a lot mm -hmm. so you see two products from us we have at least three more products in the pipeline mm -hmm. so you will see this year we'll launch all of them mm -hmm. and then uh, in terms of business model also yeah uh, there will be some evolution mm -hmm. so it's like a big spectrum yeah and i think a lot of things will coexist so it's up to us which all places we think there's a legitimate value addition from our side. Mm -hmm. So 
if we find more rooms mm. why not yeah so whatever we have created so far either technology or prototype mm. if it can be enhanced expanded further mm. or we can use that ip into some other use case mm-hmm. we will be more than happy awesome okay okay uh so amit you are all into micro mobility and all of that how do you travel to work uh actually you know okay, and there's okay. a reason uh, for that uh, i'm not just trying to yeah. <laughs> promote you to brand but my distance use case so i live like 2 and 1/2 kilometer oh yeah uh and if i use my car i'm not kidding hmm. it takes 45 minutes yeah no i mean like you can just step out and see it's horrible out there <laughs> yes and if i take you know my average commute is 7 minutes to 8 minutes mm-hmm. in fact the thought of yulu also happened because uh my earlier office in mobi is not too far from here okay it is like maybe half a kilometer mm-hmm. from this mm-hmm. this office uh when we moved here 6 years ago and we took home mm-hmm. uh not too far so commute was 7 minutes in the car yeah and that started becoming half an hour 35 minutes 45 minutes so you saw the change so i saw the change yeah. and uh, and thought this is not cool yeah. how do i go back to my old days yeah so that's how the solution yeah i think i i, I read an article <laughs> i think in your story you were saying this you know that while traveling you were just like how is this even possible and that led you to do that so uh, i think that not only me mm-hmm. but people who commute on a daily basis who have these crazy u-turns crazy traffic mm-hmm. i think they use you look couple of times yeah they are absolutely convinced mm-hmm. that this is how they should be traveling yeah. so people who are on their own car mm. they say who will take this u-turn yeah or want to take uh, like on demand taxi mm-hmm. so taxi guys you click yeah after 15 minutes the car will be located uh-huh. he will say sir kahan jana hai then he cancel on you Yeah. So all of those challenges are real. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think now, you know, and the other reason why people are, you know, becoming so used to using something like a Yulu is, I think, till now, transportation as a whole or vehicles as a whole have a lot of social status attached to it. You know, अपनी गाड़ी में घूम रहा हूँ, whatever, right? You know, and that is trying trying to break away. Especially yeah. my generation, we don't God. really give. Do you have a driving license, by the way? I do, I do. I oh, do. thank you. I like driving, but not in cities. I only do it if I have to go somewhere Good. out. So uh, <laughs> I mean, and you know how I learned my driving? Zoom car. I don't have a car. I don't own a car. Okay? I learned all. And hopefully, you never own. Yeah, I don't want to. You know, honestly, unless it's like a Tesla, then we can we we can see about that. So uh you know I think that's also a big change that's happening you know True. if you if you could if this was supposed to happen like say 5 6 7 8 years back still a problem because that social status thing is a big thing buying yeah. a car is probably the second biggest thing a family buys yeah. after a home right True. Uh, but they don't understand it's a depreciating asset so it's no point and where i live in kormangla i see like if there are 20 cars 18 of them collect dust like almost 5 days a week on yeah. weekends they move it So it's that's also a big change that's coming that people are no longer attaching their self worth to the car they own. You know, it's all about moving from one place to other and doing yeah. the work, and not about which car you drive. So I think that's also a bigger change that's happening. Very true. I mean, the, and this is a global phenomenon. Yeah. I think the pain and the cost involved in parking hmm. is huge. So you don't want to do that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, so I wanna. Uh, I don't know if this really applies to you or if you're thinking regarding it, but I just want to pop it up. uh you know there's a lot of you know atrocities against women that happen and that involves some kind of transportation either a yeah. bus or a cab or whatever you know 
so uh, you know i think when the the hyderabad case happened uh, a month back i guess right i started i hosted a live on my channel and we actively thought about practical solutions to increase safety in transportation which can be you know it's not like a utopian thing that okay we'll have to wait certain it can be done today if people really wish to do it you know uh, and we came up with a bunch of practical solutions so uh, what is yulu trying to think along those lines in some way to make women commuters feel safe because i see a lot of women ride yulus you know and late at night or whatever so is there any kind of mechanism you're trying to build in uh, to yulu and your systems to make transportation as you have it more safer for women sure so i think very good question again and uh, uh, like first answer is we are and uh, i'll tell you how so first thesis is if so as long as there's lot of people and you are not alone hmm. the woman or the girl is not alone hmm. then i think inherently she is safe hmm. so that's the first assumption okay and if you are in a cab hmm. in someone someone else is driving yeah. then you are at risk hmm. uh so wherever there is a loneliness there is a there is a problem hmm. so our thinking was that if you are on on a two wheel mm-hmm. on your own mm-hmm. uh certainly there is no one who can basically mm-hmm. try to take advantage mm-hmm. of your situation then your chances of being the safest mm-hmm. is the highest okay i am right now avoiding those 3 am 4 am case mm-hmm. where you are in a place where no one else yeah. so just forget that piece okay. but as long as there is some mm-hmm. reasonable hours mm-hmm. of the day mm-hmm. where you are not the only person on that stretch mm-hmm. then you are safest probably when you are on your own okay so that's the first part mm-hmm. from a form factor wise uh, we basically when we were looking at miracle we wanted to make sure that it is very friendly it should be very friendly for women mm. because in current scenario there are not many products which are designed for women mm. so uh, motorcycles are anyway out as yeah. you know yeah. uh, our the the dresses mainly or the flexibility they want to have yeah. motorcycles don't fit the bill mm-hmm. scooters are and scooters some of them uh, are okay some of them are not okay because sometimes they are heavy yeah. so we thought of uh, a lighter vehicle mm-hmm. and if you look at the vehicle height mm-hmm. especially miracle mm-hmm. so if someone is 5 feet high mm-hmm. in india i think on an average our uh, females are uh, 5.1 yeah, 5.2 yeah. Yeah. on an average mm-hmm. so miracle is actually good for a 5 feet Mm. person mm-hmm. any gender by the way mm. and then they will have their both feet on the ground yeah so we basically created a product mm. even for someone who's 5 feet mm. and feeling absolutely safe while mm. driving mm-hmm. and there's a different level of safety which i said comes because you're not uh, basically in enclosed exposed in to yeah. anyone mm-hmm. and and in a vicinity mm-hmm. you know you have people around yeah. you so that was a thinking mm-hmm. and uh, when we talk to lot of women users mm-hmm. we actually hear the same feedback mm-hmm. that for me handleability of this product is so good yeah. i don't need to worry about anyone mm-hmm. and uh, it just works like magic yeah. so we feel good about that mm-hmm. in fact with rising urbanization mm-hmm. with more women joining workforce mm-hmm. this is probably a very good thing yeah. for uh, for them to use services mm-hmm. like you know true true 
and uh, i've seen a lot of uh, women and you know a lot of my friends come and tell me that their moms or even their sisters they've learned riding a two wheeler on a yulu yeah. because it's easier right it's smaller it's True. safer True. and all of that so our claim to fame on that is as a part of the product mm. we wanted to create a s- simple product once yeah. again yeah. and right now our claim is that if you have done two wheels in your life mm-hmm. then even if you are not done scooter mm. your learning curve curve on yulu is less than 30 seconds oh, yeah. so in 30 seconds flat mm. you'll be pro mm. riding our product yeah. and that's a big big thing that's a big thing i mean that empowers people right i mean they don't no longer have to depend on their husbands or their brothers or whoever yeah. right they can just take one and go True. which is which and is that big. was a part of the pro thinking mm-hmm. yeah. another compliment i really want to give you is <laughs> Yulu is a very socially inclusive product yeah. okay i see everyone from a person a 17 year old or a 16 year old kid who works at a construction site to say a 45 year old guy who's you know who goes who's at a big she position it, yeah. and the ceo of yulu you know so you see the, the it's a, it's very social i have not come across a situation yet where a certain strata of society is trying to avoid it or it isn't welcoming to them yeah. so that's a huge uh, compliment that i think yulu's done great in that Thank right you. but i think i must say that uh at least when i was your age or maybe younger mm. uh, i think the society was thinking very differently mm. uh, there was a divide mm. that i am rich you are poor or you are a gardener or you are a labor right and not going to look at you with respect mm. but as our working class people mm. people who are blue collar mm. they have gone up mm. econ in terms of importance and mm. also in terms of economics yeah i think our own sense of respect for mm. them has mm. gone up mm-hmm. so while what you're saying is a very amazing thing mm. uh, but it was not the case when i was a kid mm. and uh, uh, i think we should thank ourselves yeah. as a country mm-hmm. that we have this maturity yeah. to treat others with respect mm. and this is an outcome of that respect yeah. that when my gardener is riding a yulu mm-hmm. you are indifferent or yeah. you are okay yeah saying that okay you know you feel sometimes it good. doesn't tag the certain way absolutely yeah and this was by the way one of the fear mm-hmm. which some of the vcs had okay that oh you know the moment your security guard will do yulu mm-hmm. uh you will never do yulu because they ask us who is your target customer yeah we said we would like it to be like for everyone yeah but we think that lot of blue you know blue white color people mm. will use it and the question was that hey, what if the blue color slash even someone who does not have a color mm. uh, starts using it mm. what will you do mm. and uh, our this was our by the way our thesis yeah. as a country we have changed yeah and now actually we are walking the talk mm. you can see that sometime a person who is not economically well off mm. he's paying us money yeah uh, and uh, we are happy and the person who is basically someone who is economically well off yeah. they're saying my reason of using yulu is because i'm saving time yeah uh, someone is saving money someone is saving time mm-hmm. and both natives are working well yeah that's great i mean like it is great to see the whole you know mobile penetration in a country that's empowering people True. like yulu and yeah. all the companies together right we're we we yeah we've come a long way in that you know and and you know to be honest we're a country that's almost skipped the whole pc revolution True. we skipped that and the mobile 
internet thing just you know took it away and i mean like i think the we're the largest mobile users in the world like the penetration is very high in our country i think after china after china i mean of course yeah so <laughs> so china is different china is a different we are, we can't really <laughs> compare there but that's a great uh, you know a uh, signal of where we've come as a country you know sure. so uh, i'll uh, just just you know a couple of uh, uh, questions that i have which is is it possible for a person to uh, be, be a first time entrepreneur starting from the in the ev and mobility industry yeah why not yeah lot, lo- see lot of them are just for L- I mean, look at tarun tarun and sapten tarun is yeah first time right <laughs> yeah uh, even in the mobility startups mm-hmm. uh you know uh, bounce guys have done well mm. so they're also first time so vivek agni they're all like yeah. first time entrepreneurs yeah. and while they're not doing ev at scale but i'm sure they will yeah so i don't think so a first time entrepreneurship actually reduces your potential or mm. or your probability of being mm. successful got it i, I so think it's just it's, you it's yeah it's, so again it's it comes you, down you, to you're the, 200% if you're, if you're if you're passionate about the problem yeah, and yeah, closer yeah. to the problem yeah. makes sense makes sense okay um you know i'm going to end with uh, a couple of you know what what is your biggest prediction for india in the mobility sector or in the ev sector in the coming decade sure so if i look think logically so at the national level there's an agenda mm. where we are seeing that our electrics our mobility should be electric mm-hmm. why because they want to reduce the dependence on petroleum products mm. right and if that has to happen i think that uh, people buying own four wheeler which is electric is gonna take some time mm. because of the so many things as yeah, you know right resale value mm-hmm. range anxiety mm-hmm. what will happen whatever right mm-hmm. what is now a kind of a narrative which people tend to agree and believe that it will be the two wheels and the three wheels which will electric which will get electrified yeah 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 at first and the fear and the concerns which four wheeler customers have got mm. same thing is also true for even two wheeler yeah. in some extent yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's another belief that rather than you and i buying our own electric scooter mm. the big chance is that you and i will touch it and use something which is coming as a service model mm-hmm. and you and i also basically understand that the new generation mm-hmm. who are the first time buyer of the vehicles yeah. they're going to buy yeah, they they're going to use it as a service yeah. so net net what we're talking about is that country's mobility mm-hmm. electrification will be led by two wheels mm-hmm. and that two which is running on the shared basis shared basis got it yeah or a mobility as a service mm-hmm. so if you fast forward that mm-hmm. <coughs> there's huge transition we are talking about mm. uh, and this is not happening in isolation mm. it is coming together with lot of public transportation mm. being built up mm-hmm. so i don't know if you are aware but in india there is a plan to build metro in 50 cities okay we already have more than 10 metros operational yeah. mm. and the plan is to take it to 50 mm. so as it happens in any big city where most of the commute long distance commute happens in public transportation mm. which is either metro or bus system mm. and the short distances part either will happen walking mm. or services like you do yeah so our future view of mobility is actually like this mm. where people will use a mid mile which is 
probably most convenient mm. uh, in terms of not just for you in terms of money mm. but also for the environment and yeah. the city's dynamics mm-hmm. we cannot afford to be all of us on the in our car on the road yeah, it does can, not work and then the short part of it uh, services like yolo should mm. be very handy Mm-hmm. so this is our steady state view of future of mobility mm-hmm. and i think that with the push from the top uh, in making electric mobility happen mm-hmm. and then some of the innovation which are coming from let's say startups like yulu mm-hmm. we are pushing the boundary mm-hmm. filling the gaps which were there for example mm-hmm. in yulu's case there was no charging infrastructure yeah. we built it up Mm-hmm. and we built a very world class telemetry solution mm-hmm. so we have been filling lot of gaps and far forward that uh, you know 4 5 years from now mm-hmm. uh, things will look very very different yeah. 10 years from now the world will basically be different yeah. where uh, you know you will say that i am older mm-hmm. there will be even younger generation who will be i don't know what ai native yeah mobile native and for them it's like okay i start from my home yeah. and one two three i am in my destination yeah. and this one two three will be so frictionless mm. they will not even have to think twice yeah. they'll not even feel mm. that suddenly they've more changed their mode from one vehicle form factor to another yeah, yeah. everything will Very be just seamless. boom mm-hmm. and uh, thanks to some facial recognition i don't know what all which will It's make this whole thing happen yeah and this is a view i have i think mobility is as crucial as our food and shelter mm-hmm. because economically or for work reason we have to move yeah move means you need some way yeah and uh, there's a huge opportunity True. and uh, if market is large mm. ecosystem is ready there's no reason for innovation to happen yeah and innovation will make things better mm-hmm. and that's a vicious cycle mm-hmm. so good better things more people more people means more r and d yeah. and you basically circles get bigger true, true, true. so i think uh, at least i foresee a huge disruption yeah i mean of course it's already happening it's inevitable right now right bunch of flying taxis and who knows what's going to happen in the next decade yeah 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 okay thank you a lot thanks a lot uh, i just wanted to give one parting message to all of the viewers you know who are of course half your age which is <laughs> my age so this one message you'd like to give them to either you know build and innovate in this space anything anything you'd like to say to them so i'll i'll still reiterate uh, if you are thinking of being an entrepreneur find your true calling and go you to give your 200% awesome and uh, this will be the biggest thing and try to solve not how much cream in my coffee mm. but how to make someone else's life better and if you can do that i think india will be a better place awesome and will will be a superpower yeah we will it's my dream in my life oh it is it is. i think it'll happen i think it'll happen you know okay thanks a lot thank ame thank you thank so you much, much for this po- it was amazing <laughs> we we went from a lot of you know directions and it was absolutely amazing to have this podcast with you thank you so much for the people watching and for the people listening to this podcast i hope in this session you learned uh, what it takes or uh, what does it not take to be an entrepreneur and what how does the world of mobility look and how do people like us how much how much uh, responsibility we need to take to change the things that are around us and not complain about them so this was i hope this was very insightful session for me it was absolutely amazing 
uh, that I get to you know speak to such amazing individuals that change your perspectives, force you to think in certain ways and hope it was insightful to you as well. Thank you so much. Uh, I'll see you guys in the next podcast. Until then, bye-bye and be driven differently. Thanks, guys.